Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta! How about those Braves? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, Hey, man! man. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I know we certainly did. Uh, we got a lot to chop up, a lot to talk about today as we'll dive into what a disappointing first game it was for oh. our Atlanta Falcons. Uh. We will get into the Atlanta Braves, who now sit in first place. We'll talk about Atlanta United's dub as well. And we got a bunch of guests along the way. What's going on today, Mike Bell? Hey, man. Just kind of basking in the warm afterglow. The Braves getting that sweep. Uh, you're right, man. Falcons preseason. And again, I wasn't trying to kill the Falcons. The game just aesthetically. God, it was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. I mean, I heard some of the highlights that Andy and Randy were playing. I mean, give, give uh, Wes Drew. I said Wes Drew. Drew. Ooh, some credit to make that game sound exciting with some of his calls on the defensive plays. And that was nice to see some, some pass rush. But boy, oh boy, gosh, that offensive line. Tough to evaluate, guys, when you couldn't get anything going. It is. Um, and here's the thing. I'll say this now. I'll say it after the Miami preseason game. I'll say it after the Cleveland Browns preseason game. I'm looking for trends. I'm looking for flashes. I'm not caring about whether we win or lose, okay? Um, I know we've gotten caught up in that. I would like for us to look a lot better because if this is any indicator that this is how things are going to be, it's going to be a long season. But I don't know if it is. What I do know is that the flashes and trends I saw in game one were not what we needed. And so when you can start picking out one by one, he played well, he played well, mm, that's about it. That becomes an issue. So, yeah, we've got a lot to, to fix but, you know, Arthur Smith wasn't necessarily disappointed. He said A.J. McCarron needed some more help. I didn't think he necessarily played well. Felipe Franks showed flashes. But I don't know if that's figured out, meaning who's going to be the backup quarterback to Matt Ryan. I don't know if they figure that out or not. But, Mike, yeah, I, I was disappointed just from the offensive standpoint. I mean, it was an abysmal performance. You, you score three points. You get held 130 yards, basically, and six first downs the entire game. I don't care if we were out there. We probably could have picked up a first down. Yeah, and I know that we wanted to see Kyle Pitts. And then once you found out the Pitts dressed, but he didn't play, and Arthur Smith said he wanted to get you know Kyle into the rhythm of what a game day experience felt like. But, I mean, brother, it's and, – and here's the thing. I noticed to this morning watching stuff on NFL Network, pro football talk, reading the blogs, everything that's out there about all the quarterbacks – 
everybody is going way, way, way overboard for the first like week of preseason. Guys are being pronounced Hall of Famers. Guys are being pronounced <laughs> busts. You know, this team is dead. This team is going to be fine. I mean, I mean, we got to have some sense of proportionality here, sports fans. But one thing for certain. When Arthur Smith starts his press conference by apologizing to the media for how bad the game was, I mean, that kind of says something. It was ugly. Uh, we didn't get to see any of the starters. Nobody on that team, and I agree with Randy. I heard Randy say this earlier, Carl. Arguably, nobody on that offense was ever going to start a game this year. No. Seriously. That's, I mean, no. you, that's, if no. somebody gets injured, yes, of course. But guys are going to have to, you know, get better at their at their jobs on offensive line. There were some certainly some bright spots on the defensive side, Carl. But it, like I said, it was it was it's way too early. It's just week one. But yeah, darn right. You, you see other teams and you want to see some scoring and you want to see guys look good. But we were kind of playing this game with one hand tied behind our back with so many guys that are starters not even remotely close to playing for offense. And we're going to let you hear from Arthur Smith coming up here on Dukes and Bell. Find us on social media, guys. He is Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes this radio show dukes and bell 929 and of course this radio station 929 the game follow us across all social media platforms we're on the gram it's all for the gram and of course on twitch we're live there each and every day Uh, speaking of the falcons we're going to talk to dave archer analyst of our atlanta falcons you heard him right here on sports radio 929 the game he's going to join us in the four o'clock hour we'll get his assessment but uh, it is hard Mm. to to say win lose or draw or fail or success when the personnel you're evaluating is not really the personnel that's going to be on the field for you. So that's what the preseason's for. At the end of the day, I hope our coaching staff got something out of it. But from a fan's perspective, <laughs> it's, it was bad. And this is, again, it's more my beef, not with the Falcons in particular, but just the whole concept of, play, of paying full price for preseason football, Carl, when you see that. And again, this was uh, not just us. I mean, there are other teams around the country. There's some bad football out there this week. It really was, man. Uh, and we're going to dive into all of these rookie quarterbacks as well coming up in our NFL Blitz. I'm with Mike. I-, I thought there were some very good performances. I talked about it over the weekend on the national show that you can't overrate some of these guys. And I know everybody from Atlanta who wanted Justin Fields wants to anoint him the next big thing. He may be. But only time's going to tell. And so it's one of those things, Mike, you just have to you have to take it for what it is. But we'll get into that coming up in our NFL Blitz. Let's shift gears and talk about a huge positive, And that is what the Braves are doing right now um, to sweep, which is what we needed. The Nats to play the way they're playing right now. And I'm talking about offensively. We talked about how well this lineup was going to be or how good it was going to be once the trades were made. And you're seeing that. But you're also seeing, Mike, guys that we've been saying, you got to do your job. You got to step up. Guys like Dansby and Riley, these guys are doing something that I think most of us have said all along, hey, that, this is the kind of season we expect to have from them. And Riley, I think, is taking the next step. Riley's done fantastically. We talked about Dansby's like sort of good month, bad month. You know, April was bad. May was good. June was bad. Well, he's been on fire. I mean, Dansby, I mean, the home run hitting your seat now three games in a row. Talked about Riley. I mean, when Solaire is doing what he's doing, Carl, and you got, you got guys like Jock Peterson, you can use him off the bench. You can start him. Now you start to look at this. I know it's, it's hard for some Braves fans because of the injuries. Now you get Darno back. It's a playoff caliber lineup. I mean, it's, it's a lineup that can be clutch. It's a lineup that can produce. You know, you could argue the starting pitching is rounding out. Smiley is what he is. But uh, you, you certainly have a bit of a question. We'll continue the debate about Will Smith and how we handle the bullpen. But, Carl, to go on the run you've done, you know, to, to sweep the Cardinals, to take two out of three from the Reds. And I don't care what you think about the Nats. You're beating the teams you should be beating. And hopefully we'll continue to do that against the Marlins and the Orioles. No Why doubt. do the Braves have to keep rolling with Dansby? <laughs> again, that was, again, can we go back in time? 
<laughs> no doubt, Mike. I want you. You got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And here's the deal. When guys start to perform the way they are and the pitching is living up to it, I know we were on edge yesterday. Actually, I was doing some other things, and I think it was either Chris uh, who texted us or maybe it was Bo, one or the other, and they were like, oh, Will Smith. And I was like, what happened now? You know, literally. Mm. And uh, he gets through the ninth inning. But I know we've been on the edge of our seats when it comes to these things. But, guys, I've said this. You, you, pitchers are going to they're gonna walk guys, and they're going to give up hits. Can you get out of trouble, right? That's the thing. If Will Smith continues to do this and he's giving up dongs and he's giving up runs and then we're going, he's blowing saves, that's a different deal. Every pitcher gets into trouble. Can he get out of it? And I understand Braves fans, Mike, right now are going, Will Smith Dukes is in trouble every time he's out there. I mean, I just don't want to see guys get on base. And for those who don't remember, you had like a long history of guys like Mitch Williams. You remember the good Mark Wollers. Then we had the bad Mark Wollers here. And I got here in 98. It was off. The confidence was gone. I just think you want to limit the amount of guys you're putting on base because eventually it's going to come back to bite you. But again, the good news is if you like Will Smith, Snicker's not going to change anything. So you're okay. Although I'd love to see Rich Rod get a shot at this at one point. 404-741-0929. Our man um, Paul Bird's going to stop by as well a little bit later on in the show as we'll talk more Braves with him. I'm just I'm proud of our team right now. Listen, we've not done anything, but many folks counted us out right. when Acuna went down. Hell, Braves fans were counting. Remember, we had we had to argue with the listeners before the trade deadline about actually doing something at the trade deadline. Remember those conversations? Yep, yep. And and so for me, it's one of those things that the guys that were in that that clubhouse they've come together. The new guys have gelled well, mm-hmm. and I just love the fight. Now, does this mean again we're going to the World Series? No. Does it mean that we're gonna? No. But when everybody said they're done. We have found a way to not only come back from four or five games out, but now to ascend to first place, Mike, and the teams that we were chasing are now chasing us. And that's why I'm thinking like you with the schedule, this has to play out. It can't stop, won't stop. We got another sweep coming in us right now. We got another sweep, and let's extend this lead and put some pressure going into September on the Phillies. And on the Mets, if, if you still think the Mets are going to get do anything. I right. just don't think the Mets, they've been swimming all season, as I've said, and I just think they're exhausted. Right. We had one game where the Reds just absolutely clowned us. You had one blown save with Smith. Otherwise, we would have won 11 of our last 12. I mean, think about that, guys. And how many times Carl and I said after we'd have a big dramatic comeback or Dansby burned the sage, right? We thought, okay, this is going to be something that's going to spur a run. Well, now you're on a run. You've won 10 of your last 12. And you're, you know, I mean, and I don't care. As we said, you want to debate the level of competition. I really, I saw somebody talking to Peter Moylan about that on Twitter. He's like, are you guys serious? I mean, we're, we're, we're on a roll. I'm sorry, Acuna can't participate because he blew his knee out. We can still do something this year, you know? And then on the other side of it, you got Brayson's, well, we don't commit to winning. I, like, I get it. Liberty Media, all that aside. But here's where we are. I don't know what the playoffs may hold if we can get there. Why don't we try to root, root, root for the home team, Carl? And if they don't win, it's a shame. Okay? But at least we're in this thing. I can't believe still some of the negativity around this. Yeah. And at this point, if you win this division, all right, which we're in the hunt for, we've said this all along, guys. Anything can happen. Just because, you know, look at the Dodgers. (gasps) Look Look at the Giants. Guys. Guys lose games, you know, that nobody's infallible. Right. So anything can happen when you get to the playoffs. And I just want to see us attempt to try to get back there. And then let's roll the dice and see what happens. We got plenty to get to. We're going to come back. We're going to hit some headlines. Uh, we will get into Atlanta United's big win over LAFC. It was good to see 
what this team and how this team is now starting to have some momentum, Mike. And now we got a new manager who's going to come in and take over. But I got to give some credit to Valentino, man. He's done a really good job since stepping in. Here. Yeah, man. I understand the logic of going with a new manager, but uh, man, things are. It's fun to watch two game win streak, and all of a sudden, as Darren Eels likes to tell us every Tuesday, we start winning a couple games right back in the playoff mix, and now we're just a couple of wins away from being over the line, Carl. With this team, who knows where they can go with these new pieces. Sometimes you need your stars to step up, and then sometimes you just need guys to grow. We'll explain coming up next. Why do the Braves have to keep rolling with Dan's? Oh, will you stop that? (laughs) It is Dukes and Bell. Happy Monday. Uh, Got a great tweet from Jeff who follows us. He's like, Dukes! You didn't tell me about the eye candy at the Atlanta United game. I didn't know I was supposed to tell you that, Jeff. I, I'm glad you guys had a good time. He's <laughs> a, a nice picture, man, of him mm. and some of our listeners and, and our guys, man. A big shout-out to everybody who was at Atlanta United and also Falcons on Friday night. Mike, I know the crowd was scarce. We had a couple of guys hit us up. Dukes and Bell, you guys here? Mike gave his tickets away because uh, he had family in town. I was not there uh, for this preseason game, but – Appreciate you guys reaching out. When the regular season rolls around, we will certainly be catching up with you guys uh, at Falcon Games, for sure. Yeah, man, I gave it to my boy, Ronaldo. I took his wife, so he was up there. He had, like, the entire section 342 to himself, Carl. But, uh, yeah, there was plenty of, uh, of room for uh, some Falcon fans and for some United fans as well with the roof open on Sunday. It looked awesome, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I had the, the family in town, so I couldn't, uh, couldn't get up there. But I watched the Falcons game as much as I could. I mean, that was really meant for the DVR and the fast-forward button, to be honest with you. And then at United, we'll talk about it with uh, Jason Longshore. Coming up later this hour, we are two blown wins, which we had many of, Carl, mm-hmm. away from being in the playoffs right now at MLS. How crazy is that? I know, and that's, that's what's frustrating. Now, we got Montreal coming up. Matter of fact, that's going to happen Wednesday night, uh, and and game is at seven. Pre-game's at right. six thirty, but uh, we got a chance to to catch them and maybe you know put ourselves in position for that last playoff spot. But there's a lot of matches left, man. Ironically, as bad as things have seemingly gone, mm-hmm. there are a lot of matches left. We can still do damage. Hey, want to remind you? Speaking of uh, our Falcons, the twenty twenty one twenty two season will be here before you know it. And I'm talking about our Hawks, guys, at State Farm Arena. Cheer on the Hawks for the all-new season ticket membership options. Stack packs. That's what they're calling them. And uh, you can select from four customized ticket packages, each featuring 10 fan-favorite theme games. Learn more by visiting hawks.com slash stack. That's hawks.com slash S-T-A-C-K. Chris, behind the glass, uh, glow sticks. Good weekend for you, my man. Yeah, man, summertime in Atlanta. I'm really becoming fond of the area. We'll put it that way. <laughs> hey, now. I'm getting up. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Uh, that's what's up. And uh, Bo Morgan, our executive producer, on the way, Jason Longshore, coming up this hour. As we said, we're going to talk to uh, Dave Archer a little bit later on about the Falcons. We'll dive back into what we thought about this game. And There were some people who shined. Uh, won a lot, but there were a few guys who did shine. It's mm-hmm. Dukes and Bell. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Sometimes you need guys to grow into their role. One of the things Mike and I talked about before the season started, and even as it did start, was what was Austin Riley going to do this season? How much was he going to develop? And if he didn't, I don't know if you guys remember this, we had had a conversation saying the Braves might try to move him at the trade deadline if things were not going in the direction they thought. Right. Well, we're glad they did didn't do that, and we're glad Austin Riley is responding, Mike, because his batting average right now leads the team. He's second in home runs. He's tied with Freddie. His OPS is tied. He's doing everything you could possibly want from a third baseman, 
at this point in his career because we keep asking ourselves, when is Austin Riley going to take off? Well, I think he's finally taken off. Yeah, man, it's one of the things that uh, Jim Bowden from MLB got right this year, That's Carl. Right. He did tell us that this was going to be a breakout year for Austin Riley. You and I both kind of raised our eyebrows. I, you know, we weren't in the same room, but we both did. But, yeah, Riley's been money. Also, some great fielding plays. Also helping out Will Smith with some good plays at third base, as Freddie did the other night. And, again, uh, Dansby's the guy that I'm most blown away with. I've always said, is, he, is that his lot in life? He's going to be a 250 hitter. Well, for the month, he's batting well over 300. But uh, you're right. When you get the, the, the middle of the lineup hitting the way it is and the way that the guys that we've added are doing, it's great. But, Austin Riley, this has been the breakout season. Let's hear from Brian Snicker on the growth of Austin Riley. There's no doubt he's good in my mind. Um, I don't pay attention to defensive metrics. I, I judge defense by my eyes, not by numbers. I, I, just, I don't buy that. I buy what I see on the field. And this kid is a I, – I don't ever feel bad, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm cringing when a ball's hit to him. I, I don't buy all that metric stuff. And, that's old school right there. <laughs> you know what? For the first time, I've actually agreed with Snitker. <laughs> that's, that's old school. He's doing it from feel, I guess. But, yeah, man, he just the, the metrics that you and I grew up on, right? If, yeah, if, if, if so. I mean, ball's hit down the line. Does he make the play or not? <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, to, to me, it's not that hard. I know we have all these different analytics that help us evaluate a player. And I'm all for it, right? If it helps you. And really, let's be honest, a lot of this stuff was created so that baseball could say, you're really not as good as this guy, and when it comes to paying you, this is what you're, what you're worth. That's really what a lot of these numbers are about. But at the end of the day, ball comes down the line, is he going to make the play or not? You know, does he backhand it? Can he get it to first base? The, the things that fundamentally make a great third baseman outside of hitting, I'm with Snicker on this. I, I'm watching it, and I'm going, that's a great play. Uh, Braves back in action tonight, guys. And, and, Mike, listen, we said the Nats were not the same team we saw earlier this year. Neither are the Marlins. Now, you could argue that even when we're bad or they're good or whatever, it's always funky against them. But, I mean, this is, again, on paper, we sh- one that we should handle. Okay, you got the Orioles coming up after the Marlins. We've already talked about how we've had a more difficult part of our schedule. Now the Mets are dealing with that. So let's make some hay, man. Let's not Don't take the foot off the throttle by any stretch. No, not at all. More on the Braves coming up as our man uh, will get a chance to talk to uh, Paul Bird coming up in the 4 o'clock hour today. Hey, Joseph Martinez, it's just good to see you scoring again. Bella to throw it in off the near touchline into Moreno, who was able to nutmeg Fuentes and then turn and chop it down the middle, and it's going to roll to Barco. Barco at the top of the 18, dribbling in, cross to Joseph, shot, score! Golasso! (laughs) A brilliant team goal by Atlanta United to take the 1-0 lead. Yeah, man, and it was a little nerve-wracking if you saw it earlier in the 40th minute. Mom fall gets a header. But luckily, Carl, for the first time that I can remember, VAR bails us out, right? With a little <laughs> help from video assist referee. And uh, it was like a very ticky-tack. But, Carl, how many times have we been the victim of ticky-tack calls on that stuff? So, again, we get the goal. There was one that uh, I thought actually could have had another one. Joseph was offsides. But what a great day. And to see Barco, I think if there's a story we can talk about now since Valentino took over, and hopefully this will continue with Pineda, is that Barco is doing the stuff he was brought in here to do. Yeah, it's true. He's helping uh, to create chances for Joseph and, and yes. other people. Golasso! I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> That's Mike Conti with the call. Uh, he's big. He's, he's bald. bald. He's a mm. yeah. Guzan made a hell of a save and then yelled at everybody as well. He should. Uh, three saves, man. And and you know we we haven't talked a lot about Brad specifically this season. Um, but he's been really good. And you know you talk about four shutouts. Right. Uh, this season for him, I just all around I'm feeling better 
I don't know how much better we can get as a club. We'll talk to Jason Longshore coming up about it. Atlanta United wins, guys, over the weekend against LAFC 1-0. Now, to the Falcons. What was good? Not a whole lot. Um, This was a pretty bad preseason game and a pretty bad debut. But I'm not going to hold it against Arthur Smith or any of our coaching staff or any of our guys because, to Mike's point, some of these guys we're never going to see again um, after the preseason is over. But some of these guys we are, like Marlon Davidson, Mike, who showed up and showed flashes in this game. Let's hear from Arthur Smith talking about the young defense. Yeah, you know, defensively, you know, you can feel out of it. You know, go back, and I, and I don't want to give you a snap judgment until I, I see the whole thing. But uh, you, could, you could feel some of those guys. I mean, I, I thought you said the, the defensive line, I thought the inside linebackers, all those guys, we could feel them. Uh, and that was encouraging. Now, we've talked a lot about Adi. And, uh, again, guys, uh, this is a dude that uh, we, we thought, because he didn't have a lot of experience coming out from high school into college, and then again, Carl, just getting to start one year at Notre Dame, but Ogundeji is making plays. And it's a guy that they've been talking about. In practice, you get to see him flash in the game. And there was also other guys. You know, we've talked about, you know, some of the pieces from last year's team, which now are getting coached up. So maybe these guys can show out. Marlon Davidson was held out of practice today because that knee is gimpy, but he got a chance to make some plays on uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Anatakumbo! Yeah. He's a big kid, and he, he showed flashes. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I, I don't expect guys to make, you know, plays every down. Taquan Graham, like some of these guys have been playing well in mm-hmm. practice, and then it showed – in this first preseason game. Well, Tuoti Mariner's a guy that, I mean, you're familiar with the name, and maybe because of, you know, you don't consider him as like, you know, he's not a star by any stretch, but with a new set of coaches, with Dean Pease, and by the way, Dean Pease blitzing and doing things, and other guys, you know, opening opening things up for other guys, but uh, Tuoti Mariner's a dude that was mentioned in the mini camp, and apparently he's, you know, having a chance to shine with this new group. But, I mean, I love it, man. Pease was – Carl, it's a preseason game, and Dean Pease is just sending guys from everywhere. He didn't care. I mean, they were blitzing us. I mean, A.J. McCarron was under distress. Oh. I know everybody thinks well, I mean, that I can, the doors I, were just open. I couldn't but. tell what was a blitz and what was just incompetence on our <laughs> offensive line. And then again, by the way, I, I, Carl and I were texting back and forth, and I said, okay, I may have to get off this uh, Jalen Mayfield train. He's going to require some work. Now, they had a good drive going, and as soon as they started to sustain something, a third and long, and Mayfield's got the false start, the whole thing comes back. Yeah, it was uh, penalties played a role. I mean, it was just that from that standpoint. O-line was not good. Penalties, sloppy play. Uh, special teams, we give up a 56-yard punt you know, return. It's one of those things where you just – or kick return. Nothing seemingly looked really good except for a few things. And, and you know, without Felipe Franks making a few plays with his feet, mm-hmm. Mike, <laughs> I don't even know yeah. if we get six first downs. Yeah, and – okay. And right there on the right is D.D. Bonner. That's A.J.'s mom. Wow, I'm telling you, quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking women. I, was- I got to tell you, that might be the only reason to watch some of that game on uh, Friday night. By the way, Mayfield, it was a uh, illegal formation penalty. That's the one that negated the uh, third and nine, where they had the big 16-yard game. And you said it, Felipe Franks uh, runs like a deer. They used to say throws like a deer at Florida, but he's maybe getting a chance to start over McCarron, or at least he'll probably get more reps against the Dolphins this weekend. That's the word already today out of camp. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. They can help. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Hey, we're going to talk about the dogs coming up. Uh, Kirby talking about JT Daniels' performance in the scrimmage. But when we come back, Jason Longshore is set to join us, and uh, we're going to dive into Atlanta United and hopefully growing what we're trying to build on with the new manager who's about to step in 
And how much is going to change with this new manager? I don't know how much you can change at this point in the season, but we're going to talk to Jason about that coming up. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Lots of guys hitting us up talking about the Falcons. Listen, and, and let me say this too, Mike. I know people are disappointed because, again, if we had won the game, I don't know, 30-3. to 3, Right. W- would you feel any better today? Well, you'd feel better about the performance, but it still doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I'd still, it still doesn't mean and, – and I know that that's what we want. Like, if we beat the snot out of Miami this weekend, you're going to feel better about it. I get that. But I also am telling you this is more about, in my perspective, Mike, right. the performances of guys – at their particular positions, and how they're being viewed, and can they be on our 53-man roster? And that goes back to what we said about uh, Jalen Mayfield. I had high hopes that he could battle for that left guard position. Uh, that might be a bit of a pipe dream, at least right now. Things can obviously change. They're going to get a chance to go against the Dolphins in practice this week. Uh, Drew Dahlman, uh, he played 50% of the snaps, 27, by the way, at center, according to our man D-Led. And everybody's favorite, the guy that we love talking to, Frank Darby. Carl, he's a speed merchant. We saw him make a really great athletic catch or two at practice. But you can't get vertical in the passing game no. when it's a jailbreak every time your quarterback dropped back. Let me ask you guys this, too, by the way. Does Kyle Pitts need to play in the preseason? I'm asking. We learned last year we don't necessarily need to play the Stars in preseason to have success. Now, I know you're saying we won four games. I'm talking about generally in the NFL. Hmm. Do we need this? I mean, this is a debate, though, but we you and I have talked so much about getting a rhythm with the new offense, new play calling. I mean, if this is what the offense is going to look like, this I can't wait to see the starters on offensive line out there because we're excited about building depth, but, boy, there's a long way to go, Carl, if we're going to run the football and protect the quarterback. Jason Longshore, analyst for Atlanta United, joins us next on Dukes and Bell. It is Dukes and Bell. We're going to go around the NFL coming up in 20 minutes. What did we learn from this weekend? Mm. Lots of interesting things. Well, went some down. people learned apparently so much, Carl, that they've already decided who's going to be a star, who's going to be a bust, who's going to the Hall of Fame, all after a half of football. Yeah, and, and again, a lot of the guys that they were going up against won't even be on the field anywhere this this season. All right, we'll talk about it coming up. But right now, let's say good afternoon to Jason Longshore at Longshoe on the Twitter, as uh, he is the analyst for our Atlanta United. It was good to get a win. That's first first and foremost. But let's talk about what you've seen since Rob Valentino has taken over this team and what is going to carry over as the new manager takes place. Now, as he, as he steps in, what, what is going the transition going to be like? Um, Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't think it's going to be all that noticeable, to be perfectly honest. I think the vibe is the biggest thing that has changed because if you go back and and watch that Gabriel Heinze had and you watch the others, the biggest difference is probably they're a little more I don't know forcing gonna, the ball wide. Hey, Jason, Jason, but, Jason, we're yeah. going to put you on hold because the line keeps dropping out. Oh, I, I don't want, I definitely want to hear what you got to say because now we're just a couple of spots away from the playoffs. So let's going to, we'll just redial uh, Jason Carl, get him rocked in, rocked yeah, in here. I, I was wondering what was going on. I, I, he was cutting in and out, and I thought it was my hits. <laughs> I thought it was my hits, and I'm glad it's not. All right, right so Jason will, will join us here in just a second. But um, yeah, I, I'm just curious, Mike, because it's not as if, like with NFL um, or even with the Hawks, right? When, when Nate took over, Nate even admitted we were still running things that LP had in the system. Like, I didn't completely change things, but as the season went along, he added his little tweaks here and there, and then guys adjusted accordingly. In the NFL with Arthur Smith, he comes in. It's a clean slate. It's it's whatever he wants to do. It's not as if he's being handed a situation, and, and that's why I'm curious where this is going to go. Jason is back. So, Jason, go ahead and answer that. What do you think is going to trans uh, uh, transpire between the, the change in managers here? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a dramatic change because there really wasn't a dramatic change in the way the team played from Gabriel Heinze to Rob Valentino. The vibe is the biggest thing that changed. And, and I think Gonzalo Pineda is just going to continue what Rob Valentino has done in that sense, you know, developing that kind of family spirit, developing that fight for one another, that passion that, that Gonzalo Pineda has talked about. I think that's what will continue from what Valentino has done. And then those two are talking a lot already. They're going to be working together the rest of the way this season. But the actual style of play, really the biggest difference is just they're a little more willing to attack centrally instead of forcing the ball out wide to create from a wide position. It's not a huge difference. And I think that foundation and not having to change the, the tactics and the playing philosophy in dramatic ways really helped Rob Valentino, and it will help Gonzalo Pineda because they're coming from a strong position on that side of it. Is that why Joseph made the comments about uh, how he misses our, our boy Julian Gressel? I mean, like he's getting help from Barco, and we'll talk about Barco in a second, but uh, we got our first goal from Joseph since, what, the fall of 2019. But he did make a comment uh, that was reported about how much he misses Julian. But is that more of a design of how, to your point, how they're flowing the offense? You're not getting those crosses like we used to? Well, this is where it gets really confusing at times, Mike, because early this season, the team was playing through the wide positions, and especially through Brooks Lennon, who was leading the league in completed crosses. So, you know, like now it's actually they're playing differently. I think the comment about Julian Gressel was mainly because he's coming up next weekend, and, you know, a question came up about it. But this team has went back and forth. Like, they were – maybe too focused on playing from wide positions early on. I think Gabriel Heinze was trying to establish the positional play side of things over, you know, letting these players kind of sort through the attacking half, the final third themselves and play to their strengths. And we're seeing that now with Barco, with Moreno, with Joseph, they all combined on the goal yesterday. They've all been heavily influential over the past two, three games. 
What did you think about Mark or um, Joseph's comments after the game? Mike Conti tweeted it out, talking about he considered retirement due to the very serious complications following his knee injury. Was it that serious? Yeah, I mean, this, did, we didn't know. Yeah, this stuff was not publicized, and I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it didn't get out. Um, he talked about an infection. He, he talked about multiple procedures in December. You know, he had the surgery April. So, you know, that's that's a scary situation for any athlete. And I think any any athlete has been in that situation where you have a a long term injury. You always have that fear that you're not going to get back to where you were. And then when you're having complications eight months after surgery from that injury, right. that will get in your head. Uh, it's it's a scary situation. And I think it puts a little bit more of the beginning of this season and, and looking at Joseph trying to get back to where he was and how it was a longer process than maybe anybody had anticipated well, that's why, you know, it, it, the, the actual repair process was longer than anybody anticipated. And I'm sure there was a lot of, of mental, you know, repair that needed to be done here, too. He has to be able to trust it, and he had to be able to trust that he could be Joseph Martinez again. And uh, it's Jason Longshore, guys, at Longshoe on Twitter, if you want to talk about the five stripes, as uh, this team has now got two wins, back-to-back wins, man, for, uh, for Valentino, who's about to give it over to Pinedo, who takes over here in a bit. Jason, he talked about Barco and their relationship almost like a son, <laughs> you know, and Barco now with his third assist, and we've been hard on Barco because there was a lot of hype, and it was difficult because no one could ever do what Miguel Almarone did, but what has changed with Barco, or did you just maybe address it earlier, how the offensive attack has changed? I think this season he's healthy right now. Uh, the, the way the team's attacking, they've attacked this way in the past, and he's been very good. The, the problem is just he hasn't been able to do it over an extended period of time. You know, you go back and you look at Barco's time here. It's been stops and starts. And that's the hardest thing for a young player to continue to grow and develop is when you get momentum going, something changes it. Whether it was going to a U-20 World Cup when he was playing great in early 2019 and then getting injured when he comes back in an Open Cup game in Columbus. Um, other different kinds of injuries. It hasn't even been like one body part. It's not one consistent injury that keeps recurring. It's all kinds of different things. Just got to stay healthy because the talent's always been there. And I feel like, yes, at times there has been an expectation that Barco is Miguel Almarone 2.0. And I mean, you couldn't find two different kinds of attacking players than Almarone and Barco. You know, Almarone is pure explosive lightning speed. And Barco is more change of pace. Barco is a better playmaker Al Marone is maybe more of a threat because of that pace. Right. Uh, we keep thinking, I think some Atlanta United fans and, and you know, 17s keep thinking, Brad's going to fall off. I'm talking about Brad Guzan. But he continues to play at a high level. He continues to play at a high level. And I, I don't know, is that surprising to you, Jason? Is it what you've come to expect? He made, you know, three saves uh, the other night. I mean, I just watched through the course of the season – and I hear this, you know, the whispers behind Atlanta United fans, and, and it's like he's not falling off. He's still playing at a high level. I just come to expect it at this point. I think this year he's taken a step forward, really, because this is the first year maybe in Brad's whole career where he's being asked to have, you know, 30, 40, 50 passes per game, you know, which is a whole different aspect of goalkeeping that, is very common now for young goalkeepers to, to be on the ball, to be involved in those possession drills and training, to be expected not just to 
not lose the ball and give it away cheaply when it's at your feet, but to hit a good pass and to open the field up. And Brad Gazan is passing at, you know, 75 to 80%. He's still hitting that longer pass that has been in his arsenal from day one here. But he's shown that in those moments, you can trust him in possession. It helps this team break pressure. It helps this team then get opportunities when they go forward. And that's something he really hasn't been asked to do in his career. And he's picked it up so quickly. It's been really impressive. It is our man, Jason Longshore, after a win, guys, against uh, LAFC. And, Jason, you kind of called this last week saying that uh, that's a team that is, you know, a little iffy at times. And, by the way, I thought the VAR helped us by the time we got some love, love from VAR. Boy, just offsides by an inch on that first goal that was disallowed. Yeah, it was close. Um, I couldn't tell from our angle watching it live because it was on the other end of the field from the booth. When they showed the replay the first time, you could see his shoulder in behind the defender and it's very close but that's what they're checking for the offside goal that they called back on on joseph's goal was not quite as close it was more like a step and a half or <laughs> right. so but that's why they check these things that's what var is there for and it's nice to get a call going your way once quick turnaround uh tell us about montreal here because we got them on wednesday night well, it's Toronto on Wednesday night, and yes. Toronto will, will not have Josie Altador. He is out. Uh, they're a little banged up right now in the middle of the park as well. They tried to rest Michael Bradley in their weekend match. He had to come in late because of another injury, so he didn't get the day off. This is a team that has really struggled this season, especially defensively, but they have two of the best attacking players in the league in Alejandro Posuelo and Jefferson Soteldo. Those two have to be kept in check. Atlanta will get their opportunities. They're going to find space attacking an older Toronto defense. But Posuelo and Soteldo can absolutely ruin your day with their combination play. They created a goal on the weekend and a 2-1 loss against New England. And Atlanta's going to have to be organized defensively to deal with those two. When do we see the new guy, Araujo? Hopefully Wednesday. It's all about paperwork at this point. He has been training with the team, Luis Araujo. He's ready to go. And he is an explosive, little more direct player. So he'll complement Barco and Moreno and Joseph really, really well. That attacking foursome is going to be difficult for defenses to deal with because they're not going to be able to really key on anybody. If they leave Marcelino Moreno, we saw LAFC go 2v1 against him most of the time. You leave him 1v1 he's going to dribble past most defenders consistently all day. Same for Barco, same for Luis Araujo. So this attack's about to get even better with his inclusion. Jason Longshore, follow him on Twitter at Longshoe. Stay up with everything that's Atlanta United-related, guys, and soccer-related. Jason, thanks again. Look forward to hearing your call on Wednesday. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, y'all. Yeah, Carl, and as one listener said, uh, he did not realize there was eye candy. Again, not to be sexist. Again, it could be eye candy of any uh, gender. But anyway, Carl, guy had a good time at the match his first time down there at Mercedes-Benz. Who listens to the program? Yeah, man. Uh, We've been telling you guys, I guess, for the last three or four years now, give it a shot. Go check it out. I know it's been an up and down season, but the atmosphere is still insane, and it's still a lot of fun to go to. All right, we're coming back. NFL Blitz is on the way. We got a chance to see all the rookie quarterbacks that we talked a lot about this offseason. Who shined, who didn't, and who is getting overhyped? It's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 